Have you ever wondered where you really stand with God? Are you overcome with feelings of guilt because of things you've done wrong? Are you tired of religion that focuses on rules that you can't keep? Have we got good news for you? It's time to listen in on some casual conversation with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski and discover what true freedom is all about. This is Growing in Grace. Welcome to Growing in Grace. I'm Joel Brzezinski and Mike Kapler is with me. The program is called Growing in Grace, and every week here it's casual conversation about the grace of God and walking in it, growing in it, getting to know God and the life of grace that he has so lovingly and uh, faithfully put us in and kept us in. Cap, it's good to talk with you again here on this week's edition of Growing in Grace. Yeah, you too, Joel. Um, a good conversation here we've been having the last couple of weeks, and uh, we want to continue with it because it's important to understand that we're no longer under the tree of religion. We've been uh, given a, a new tree to eat from that Adam and Eve also had the option, the tree of life. And that's the tree that we want to be eating off of, N- not the, the religion tree, not the knowledge, not the tree of the, I always do that, not, not the tree of the knowledge <laughs> Of good and evil. And, you know, Joel, I think when I first came into understanding grace a number of years ago, one of the great revelations that just completely changed my mindset and helped me to stop trying. I mentioned last week, I just stopped trying, and that really began to free me up. But one of the great revelations that that really had an impact on me was realizing that no matter how well I thought I was living the Christian life, God wasn't going to love me any more than he loved me now. And no matter how poorly I thought I'd lived the Christian life, he wasn't going to love me any less than he loved me right now. That, that just caused me to, to realize that there was nothing I could do to improve on what God has already done in regards to my relationship with him. Mm-hmm. Amen. And isn't that the truth, that there's something that's so different between how a person who is living their life with God based upon fear of him, you know, being afraid of him, wondering what he's going to do when we mess up, what he's going to do uh, if we don't live the life that we're supposed, quote, supposed to be living, that versus knowing that no matter what we do, we're loved. No matter what we do, we're accepted. That is motivation in and of itself to want to continue on doing good. I would say that even a person who doesn't know God, if they have people in their lives who are loving them and who are you know, supporting them and accepting them no matter what they go through, no matter what their behavior, no matter what they have ever done, those types of people are more likely to be motivated to love other people back and, and to do what's good. Add to that the fact that our life has been exchanged (laughs) for the very life of Christ. As believers here, we've been made part of this great exchange. Our sin has been traded for God's very own righteousness. Our old life in Adam has been traded and exchanged for his very life. So as we walk in the truth of this brand new identity that we have, and the truth that God loves us no matter what, as you say, Cap, we can't make him love us more, we can't make him love us less, no matter what we do. Putting all that together, we've got ourselves a pretty good life there, not only in this life, but in the life to come. When you stop and take a look at the at the religious world, a lot of church circles, so much of it, again, is, is based on what we're trying to do, what we're trying to get rid of in our lives that would hold us back, and what we should be trying to do to make us better. 
you know, whether you're going to a prayer meeting, a Bible study, maybe you're listening to a church sermon, or anything like that, generally, it, that's the foundation on, from which everything is based. Again, it's coming from the wrong tree, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And it's not supposed to be that way. We should just be able to rest and relax in what Christ has done for us already. It's a completed work. But yeah, I mean, for, for years, Joel, I, I, I just, I, I struggled with trying to live the Christian life and trying to do what is right. And then when I began to realize that I, I couldn't even produce the fruit that was necessary for me to get to where I thought I wanted to go in my Christian life, I can't do anything apart from Christ. You know, it's one of those things where I can bear the fruit because I'm connected to the vine, but I'm, I'm just a branch. Mm -hmm. And I, I wish there were some things I could take back. I, I can remember in, in my younger days before I came into an understanding of what the gospel really is and, and what grace is, I can remember sometimes having a, a smart aleck answer for somebody who, let's say I was at work, for example, and somebody would be cussing. Some, some, it, it, might, it might not even be somebody I worked with directly. It might have just been somebody who came in and then left a delivery person or something like that, and, and they'd say some smart aleck thing or they'd tell a dirty joke, and, and I, I would give them some sort of religious comment to try and spark some sort of conviction, <laughs> you know, or, or to somehow communicate to them that I was above that, sort of a self-righteous attitude, although I'm not sure I viewed it that way at the time. I wish I could go back and do some of that over again, Joel, oh, I hear you. because, you know, it's, it's not about any of that stuff. It's just not. Now, I, I don't go around doing uh, a lot of what you might consider to be bad things, but I'm just free. And, and one thing we got to keep in mind here is that you and I are never going to be able to live in a way that is perfect enough to please God. God is pleased with us because we are His, and we are His because of Christ and His work, not ours. That's the beauty of this thing. We are just His. We're His child. With my kids, the reason I'm proud of them through thick and thin, is because they're mine, not for any other reason. Yeah, sure, I'm pleased when they succeed, but you know what? When they don't necessarily succeed or they fall or they, they have problems, I still love them the same. Why? Because they're mine. They're my child. And so that's the way it is with, with God and us. The beauty of our relationship with God is, though, that he, he already paved the way for us to be successful, and our success doesn't hinge upon our performance. And that's the beauty of it, Joel. It's Our success is based upon what has already been accomplished through Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. And us resting and relaxing in that, as you said, hey, I, I got a story about one thing I'd like to take back. <laughs> back uh, in my kind of early religious days, uh, which fortunately, again, were, were brief, you know, one time uh, they had a secret Santa thing at the place that I worked at, and I just refused to be a part of that thing because Christmas is not about Santa, but, <laughs> you know, the whole thing was, let's give gifts to each other. That's really the basis of what it was about, but to me it was, I got to make a stand, and I got to show them that Christmas isn't about Santa, and they just thought I was probably just some prude religious guy didn't do anything to help them to understand who Christ was. <laughs> it it really wasn't an expression of Christ in me. But you live and you learn from some of those things. But as you were saying, Cap, you know, we can rest 
and relax in what Christ has done. You know, that's not a good word for the religious mind. That doesn't help a religious person. A, a religious person doesn't see how that can produce anything. What? Rest and relaxation in Christ? But that's really what he calls us to do, you know, to abide in him, as you say. You know, we're the branches, and the life is in the vine. The Father himself is the vine dresser. He's the one that takes care of everything. Jesus is the vine, and we are the branches. And as we rest in him, there's nothing that a branch does to produce fruit. A branch doesn't even produce fruit. A branch bears the fruit that comes from the life of the vine. And that's that's our, quote, responsibility in Christ, is just to remain a part of the vine, just to be a branch that's in the vine, and, and watch that life flow in and through us. And as we rest... In him, that's where the life comes. That's where the fruit comes. He says, if you abide in me, you will bear fruit. He doesn't say, if you struggle and strive as much as you can, keep your striving up, keep up uh, your attempts at good works, and you'll bear some good fruit. No, he says, it's, it's his life, it's his works, it's his fruit that he produces, and we get the joy of partaking in and bearing as he does everything. Well, you mentioned the phrase exchanged life, and that's exactly what took place. One preacher we used to know uh, would say that this is not a gospel of change. It's a gospel of exchange. Early on in my grace walk, I didn't know what that meant. And maybe we can talk more about what the exchanged life means uh, in, in a short while on another program. But that's what, that's what this is about. It's about his life in us. If you just live your life, all right, enjoy it. You've got freedom to do what you want to do. And that's what a lot of religious people are afraid of, Joel. When you start talking about the pure grace of the gospel, one of the first things you'll hear from religious people is, whoa, 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 whoa. You're telling me, uh, you know, this message that you're teaching here uh, is, is going to cause people to go out and do whatever they want to do. And I've got one word for you on that. Bingo. Exactly. But understanding who you are in Christ is going to actually cause grace to manifest itself from the inside out. It, it's the grace of God that actually encourages us to live a godly lifestyle, Paul told Titus. It's, it's the grace of God, not the law, not commandments, not rules, not religious stuff. It's God's grace. And But, you know, there, there's a lot of people out there in different walks of life who are doing different things. And, and our job is not to sit there and point fingers at them. I, I heard somebody recently say that they, they were grieved because they just couldn't believe how many Christians went to movies where God's name was taken in vain. They were just grieved by that. And uh, they were kind of doing some preaching about it, trying to stir up a, a form of condemnation without really realizing that's exactly what they were trying to do. That's not our job. That's not what we're supposed to be doing, people. Yet, I, I used to be a part of that club myself. Yeah, oh yeah, I partook in a lot of that myself as well. <laughs> uh, a lot of that was at work as well. Yeah, I, I just remember some of those days where everything with my coworkers was me trying to get them to change their behavior. And I was so missing the point of what life in Christ was all about. But, you know, what you were talking about, Cap, something about how we can just live in freedom, live in this wonderful life that we have, get up every day and just be who we are. There's a chapter in Steve McVeigh's book, Graceland, uh, which has been republished as Grace Amazing, can't find the quote right now. Maybe I'll find it for the next program uh, if, if I can find it. But the chapter is called, We Can Do As We Please. 
And that, I'm sure, is not pleasant-sounding to uh, a religious person. But really, in this life in Christ, the things that our new nature wants to do are good things and, and are godly things and are things that are a natural part of the expression of Christ in us. And along with that, I was talking um, the other night with Jim Robbins, who wrote the book Recover Your Good Heart, and he used the phrase that I love, and I'm going to be using this the rest of my life, indulge your new nature indulge your new nature. In, indeed, our old life died. Our old nature in Adam died, and we now have a new life in Christ. We have a brand new nature, a nature that is one spirit with a God. We've become partakers of the divine nature. We've become partakers of the very life of Christ. And as we get up every day and live in this freedom, we can indulge that new nature because it, it never does anything wrong. I mean, that, that new nature doesn't desire to do wrong. That, that new nature only desires what's right and what's holy and, and pleasing to God, so to speak. And so as we realize that we're dead to the old person that we were in Adam, we can indeed do as we please. We can just simply love God, as somebody has said, and do as you please. And it's always going to be something that's never contrary to God and his life in us. Well, we got to wrap it up this one, Cap. Uh, I know we've got more to say about all of this stuff, about resting, re relaxing, just living out this new nature that we have in Christ. And so we'll, we'll share more about that next time right here on Growing in Grace. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski, heard weekly on Gracewalk Internet Radio and other online sources around the world. To access hundreds of past programs, visit graceroots.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.